Welcome to Startup Business Q&A episode 233. I hope you're all very well. I hope you had a good weekend and uh, week two already of the year. It's already rocketing past. I hope it's not been too intense for many of you. Certainly things are different here uh, as of uh, a, you know, a week ago, uh, suddenly in the UK. We're not just running businesses, but we're doing homeschooling as well. So that's kind of fun uh, doing that full time as well. Um, uh, so it's just those of you doing it as well I, I i know how it is it's kind of tough scheduling everything but like, awesome to have everyone here thank you very much everyone for joining in and um few awesome notices that i'm really excited about some of the things i'll be sharing today's live show is on sales or selling in the dms so if you want to ask any questions about that do pop them straight into the dms i'll be really pumped to answer them for you no problem at all and uh, if you're watching on LinkedIn or on Facebook or on Instagram, do jump in and share um, uh, share any comments you may have. But let's start. <laughs> What's this on Instagram? ACM, uh, AC Mave, I think it's your accent, by the way. Chef's kiss. Lovely. Thank you so much. Listen to all of you. If you're watching right now, where are you watching from? Let me know. And uh, if you're part of hashtag team live, if you're watching right now this second as I'm speaking, or if you are part of hashtag team replay, it's quite a growing cohort of those who uh, actually watch uh, later on. So I really appreciate that. Shout out to you marvellous people listening on the podcast as well. You've never forgotten. I really appreciate the reviews and kind words too. And uh, also um, anyone who is listening to these way into the future, I know there's some people who, you know, they discover this kind of thing. They go back and listen to old old ones. And I had a note recently uh, last week about from someone who's been listening to really, uh, really old past uh, uh, copy uh, editions of this. If you ever want to watch, uh, for whatever reason, uh, previous editions of Startup Business Q&A, you can, of course, do so. If you go to therichardmore.com, uh, you can catch them there. Alternatively, uh, you can go to, you can search for Startup Business Q&A um, podcast under Spotify or iTunes and listen to them there. Audio instead. Hello, if you're on Instagram. Hello, if you're on Facebook. Hello, if you're on LinkedIn. Last week, I mucked things up with my settings and I didn't refresh the API thing for LinkedIn. So we didn't have a live stream on that platform. I did it right this week, so we're back. I've had all loads of uh, tech issues this week. One where my power button stopped working on my computer. But luckily, being a nerd, I, I know how to jumpstart the motherboard with a screwdriver. So I got things working, uh, but it all runs in the end. That's the main thing. Um, like I say, pop in the comments if you have a question about selling in the DMs. I will focus on that. Um, I must shout out, listen really carefully. If you want a free, immensely powerful um, event to go to, Wednesday this week is the LinkedIn Influencer Summit 2021. There was one last year, over a thousand people attended this show. Uh, so make sure you are uh, going to it. It's completely free, run by the amazing SD Rand and Joe Applebaum. So make sure you check it out. If you go to influencersummit2021.com, you've got some amazing speakers there. This is crazy guy Richard Moore speaking as well. I don't know. Don't know who he is, but um, yeah, m 
big friends of mine, people I really respect, uh, including Judy Fox, uh, my pal on LinkedIn, uh, Frank Mengert, who's a superstar as well, they'll be speaking to uh, completely free. I, I mean, I know the day they released it, they had hundreds of people register. But if you go LinkedIn, sorry, to influencersummit2021.com for the influence, the LinkedIn Influencer Summit, it's just all their tricks and ideas and hints being shared Wednesday this week. So that's the, uh, what's the date? So that's the 13th of January. Make sure you register. I'll put out a post later on today and I'll share the comment after, in the comments after the, after the, uh, the live stream. But for free, I mean, it's just like, there's going to be some real gold. I know some of these people and what they're achieving. So it'd be really awesome. And I'll obviously be speaking and sharing my two cents as well. So make sure you jump in and watch that. Let's see in the chat who's joining us in. Uh, we've got um, uh, we've got Patty Freudenberg. That's a great idea for an, e an episode on improvisation. Yes, I could cover that adaptability and so on. Uh, good to see you here from uh, New York, if I remember right. Olo Watoyen Alo coming in from Nigeria as well. Good to see you here. Uh, Namaste from India says Sarika. Thanks so much for watching. Yes, uh, Patricia is team live in New York. Uh, awesome to have you all here, Mark. Peter, wow, in Australia, staying up late. Awesome to see that, mate. Thank you very much. Steve Pierce has asked a question. Let's jump into this right away. I'm interested in how the sell or start the sales process in the insurance niche starts by a DM. Here is the punchline. The sell never starts really in the DM. It starts somewhere before that. And there are two ways of actually starting. So the first way you start a sell if is ideally through warming of an audience. This is the approach I take. So rather than the DM being the first step, it is the second for me, and it is prefaced with a warming of the of the audience through content. And here we are today. Uh, the idea is that the content shows that you're an expert in your niche, you know what you're talking about, and it gives the opportunity to the human animal to decide if they trust you or not. That's all going on up here. An audience member going, think this guy's an idiot or thinking, hey, that's quite a kind of a useful way of looking at it. What an interesting guy. What you're looking for is to warm enough people that they start to feel comfortable with you. And then a DM's uh, set of uh, conversation comes after. For cold outreach, going DM's first, it shouldn't be leading with a pitch. I know, this is the problem. I know that what you can do is say to yourself, well, it doesn't matter, Richard, because there are hundreds of millions of accounts out there. If I just spam all day long, I eventually get someone. Sure. But really, is that the kind of thing you want to tell your grandchildren you did? Is that the kind of way you want to live your day? But moreover, you have a downside to it. It's not just that you have nothing happening and then you get a sale. You actually, what you're doing is, is continually conditioning huge volumes of people that you're in irritation and you're being blocked along the way. So you may think that if you spam lots of people and they don't respond, it's no big deal. It actually is. A place like LinkedIn is a great example where, of where someone will say, ah, oh, okay, not interested, this looks like a sales pitch. And then when they decline your accept your connection request, LinkedIn will say, do you know this person? And it gives you the opportunity as an audience member, especially if you're mildly triggered by the pitch to go, nope. And then potentially some of the people are getting blocked and some people are, are in, encountering some difficulties because 
the audience member that's received this irritating message or this pitch up front actually can then feed back to the platform that you're irritating. They may just block you and do nothing. That still feeds into the platform. Little black marks being put next to your name. It is imperative if you hope to sell through the DMs that you do a, a meaningful job rather than the volume job. Eventually, it will count against you. It may not for a while, but it does eventually. So how you start if you are doing cold route outreach is essential. And I've said this many times before, you need to take your cues from the offline world. What does it mean? It means you need to be asking yourself, well, what do I need to say to someone upfront in the moment if I was to engage with them completely, completely cold? Well, I wouldn't be starting with a pitch. Ask yourself, would you say that to someone in the street? Of course not. So what would you say? You'd start with something like, hey, how's it, hey, first name, how's it going? You'd talk about something that demonstrates you've seen what they do. So you'd maybe talk about what, you know, something you've seen of theirs. You'd maybe make an observation. So, hey, first name, how are you? Observation, I saw you X, wrote that white paper, did that talk, were in the news, did a content piece that was interesting, went to the same university as me, whatever it might be. So observation, and then perhaps a compliment, that's really cool. And then a question. So something like a question based on commonality is a really good idea. Commonality right now is that we're all sharing the coronavirus, right? Hopefully not literally, but we're going through it together. So your commonality is like you just simply say to someone, you know, how are you finding things? I hope everything's OK. You never say hope you had an amazing year so far because that's not necessarily what people are experiencing they have had may have had a really tough time so i hope things are okay with you despite the pandemic commonality means you have something to talk about commonality is a really powerful diffuser um, of distrust so in a dm we have a situation where there's two humans who don't know each other what's essential to understand is if you don't know someone, the human animal distrusts that person as the default because you don't know if that person is a threat. It is how we're hardwired as animals. We've not evolved away from that yet. So if there is distrust of the unknown, then commonality shows we're similar and relatable and like each other. Commonality uh, is easily found, like I say, an example being the coronavirus, for instance. Here in the UK, we're famous for talking about the weather, but actually what's happening, boring though it is, and I apologize to everyone out there who's had to listen to that kind of thing from us, but what it represents is looking for some kind of, a, or assigning some kind of commonality. Because when you say to someone, oh man, like it's terrible weather, isn't it? They're like, yeah, I know. I mean, that's dull as hell as conversations go, but what you're doing is creating some commonality there. And a great example, one I use all the time, is if, you're like, if I go to a wedding and I sit next to you and I don't know who you are, what do we talk about? Well, the wedding. We're both there with common ground. We have no idea who one another is. And if I just pitched you or spoke to you out of thin air, and then, of course, I've got problems. But if I leverage the commonality, if I say, look, how do you know the bride or groom? And they're like, oh, I know him because of this. Then we've got someone to talk about or what a cool wedding. Isn't this awesome? It just goes down really well. And in fact, you can use this in not so much at the moment, but at networking events, I always would go up to someone and say, hi, how's it going? 
and I might make a compliment like that cool socks or something like that. But I would say, how was it? I mean, what did you think? Like, what did you think of this talk? That was a good talk, right? What do you reckon? And by doing that, I'm focusing on where there's commonality first. Humans like familiarity, makes them feel safe and safe and comfortable and removes social anxiety, which is what people fear a lot of the time. Hence why people don't like, you know, speaking in public and things like that. So I'm focusing. So again, just the cadence is simple. In that first message, I might do, hey, first name, how are you? Observation, compliment, and then commonality. Now, with that commonality, I might, I may well want to focus on asking a question as well. I want to ask a question because the point of a message, a first message here, Steve, is to really clearly make sure that we're trying to stimulate a response. The point of the message is to stimulate the response. What that enables us to do then is get a conversation starting. And if you reach out to them, well, then you're chairing this discussion and you're the one who should lead. So stimulate the conversation. That's the process. That's what you need to be doing. And with that in mind, it really works out in, in a situation where you get people saying, hey, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm experiencing this or this is difficult or whatever based on the commonality. And you're just giving that modicum of suggestion that you bothered to research them or at the very least you're showing why you might be curious. The point of that is to answer the question about insurance, because it doesn't matter what you're selling. The point of that is to create what you need first. And what you need first is that foundation of trust and familiarity. From there, you open into normal conversation. From there, you move to where uh, you can demonstrate you're an expert in something. And naturally, the conversation may steer towards their situation. And then you ask, you know, and I'll go through it in a bit more in a sec, but like you ask, you know, how are you finding X, Y, or Z? And some pre-qualifying questions, Steve, that naturally lead into a discussion about their insurance. But you don't lead with it. And the problem, the reason why people don't do this, really, is because it takes more time and more energy. And what people always want is the quick fix. But if you want people to buy something, which means giving a huge amount of trust because people are willing going to be willing to give you their money, then you've got to be willing to put the effort in at that front end. It's worth it. And I would rather, rather than spending 20 minutes spamming 50 people, I'd rather spend 20 minutes messaging five. And if I do that in this, with this kind of process, I'm having meaningful discussions. And worst case scenario, do you know what happens? If they don't buy or we don't go near an ask or a buy, we still end up with connections where they feel good about what we've done. And that may lead to other things in the future. At the very least, if I'm talking online with them, they'll start seeing my content because of that commonality and we're on each other's radar. And then that content gets sent to their friends and connections and network as well because of how the platforms work. So it's all worthwhile in that respect. Uh, really important. Uh, the the uh, Let me see what your name is. So uh, the Akamed, uh, I hope I've said your name uh, correctly. Uh, on Instagram, I said, as I entered, you say social anxiety. Thank you for acknowledging how detrimental it is for content creators. Yeah, I think we've got to watch the thing about social anxiety. It's really hard because the truth is we're built in a way to avoid it. And that's why people are worried about talking or you know speaking up front in, in front of people and things like that. The truth is most people aren't so stressed or fearful of how you're coming across nearly as much as how much uh, you fear it in terms of the dialogue you have with yourself. So it's something to not worry about too much. 
uh, especially if you're doing content creation, it really, you know, isn't isn't actually a big deal in the long run. And nice to see you watching from Johannesburg. Thank you so much. Uh, Sarika Panda on from India in uh, what are we on? Uh, is it Facebook you're in? Uh, yeah, LinkedIn uh, has said stimulation means making something conference comfortable. Yeah, I think it's good to look at something that stimulates people uh, in in a uh, in a meeting kind of setting. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Steve has said, thank you. I hope that was useful. Good, uh, good question to kick us off. If you're just joining in right now, put into the comments where you're watching from, please. I'd love to watch, uh, see where you're watching from. And hashtag Team Live if you're watching right now, or hashtag Team Replay if you're watching uh, later on. If you're also just joining now, make sure on Wednesday this week you're watching the free LinkedIn Influencer Summit, as it's known. So last year's one had over a thousand attendees. Appreciate it's a virtual event, but a thousand attendees. I, it was sore through that this year. Um, There's already immense amount of people registered. Uh, I will be speaking to some seriously influential people. I'm, I'm really amongst gods on this uh, this set of speakers, but also some really good friends of mine. So the likes of uh, Frank Mengert and uh, Judy Fox as well. Everyone's sharing their their you know their details on how things are going. And on a little note, it's only a small thing. But as I hit go live, right about what was it, seventeen minutes ago, uh, I had the profile open on my on my screen, and I just ticked over thirty seven thousand followers, which isn't influencer level in any stretch. But I, but I'm really thankful. That has been almost a three year journey, not going hyper viral all the time, not growth hacking, gaming in the wrong way, proper consistent organic traffic, and wow, the service, like the returns have been epic from LinkedIn. So thank you very much for that. 37,000, I, I, you know, just, it's just a wonderful to see. And that, that's tracking now. It's like a thousand followers a month it's going up by. So thank you. You are amazing, you lot, for following me um, uh, and showing some sense of value, feeling that there's a value in what I do. So I really, truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, a couple of other in um, messages as well. Um, really importantly, if you're not in the entrepreneur business group, this is a group I've run for almost six, well, five and a half years now. Uh, there's over four and a half thousand people in it. It's on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and search entrepreneur business group, we do giveaways a lot of the time. And this week there'll be a giveaway going out uh, about the new book from Alan Langer. I'll be announcing the winner next Monday on this live show on episode 234. Um, but jump in because you get access to that. We often do giveaways. I like giving away books because I, I think if I endorse them, uh, and I think they're good books, then people can really learn from them. I often give away money as well, you know, to like the best comment and so on. Uh, so I really think it's worth you checking out Entrepreneur Business Group on, on Facebook. And uh, I will see you there. We'll, we'll, I'll announce the um, the competition a bit later on this week. Uh, also, very soon, we'll be rolling out a new type of uh, content on that platform. This is relevant to all of you, even if you're on Instagram or LinkedIn right now. We will be starting to have interviews with like really impressive people. I'm, I'm starting to get a um, kind of a bank of superstars. I'm talking about people who are le legitimately really impressive, uh, often household names, best-selling authors and so on. Not just a bunch of people who uh, like to post content online, but the ones who are really doing great things. Uh, so we're gonna be, gonna be doing um, 
uh, interviews, some people are going to be doing presentations, case studies, and we're really curating some kind of curriculum here of value um, for people in, in the group. So I really want to level it up this year. I'm excited about that. Uh, thank you very much, everyone who's already uh, kind of throwing their hat in the ring to help out. So um, next question, Patty Freudenberg, who I think is watching right now out of um, out of LinkedIn, has asked what approach, you asked this on Facebook, I think, actually, what approach would you take to make a new first impression if first if the first engagement was over a year or so ago well if it's been a year or so ago that i was last in last in touch with someone i want to warm up that that um connection and by the way this is a really good idea because a lot of people are constantly saying like i need to find more people and more leads whilst simultaneously sitting on thousands if not tens of thousands some on some platforms um of connections and followers it's like go and go and connect with these people i talked a moment ago about commonality you've already got that commonality when people are a first connection of yours so leverage that you know and i've done this so much in the past i've gone back over people you know done a keyword search of my own connections and seen the kind of people um that are relevant to what i might sell right now and i simply go back and say say what's really in front of us, like talk about the obvious thing. So a voice memo always goes down really well. And I'll simply say to these people, you know, hi, we're connected. Can you believe it's been, it's ridiculous. It's been over a year since we were in touch. Um, look, we've got to fix that. So how are you doing? Happy new year. There's commonality right there as well. Uh, I hope all is good with you. And what you're doing is just being really open about the fact that you're connected, but how absurd is it? We've not actually had a message to someone. Or if you're not connected, but you have message, have a, had a message or some kind of conversation or engagement, you know, a year ago, uh, Patty, then you can simply say something along the lines of, hey, we're in touch a year ago. Can't believe it's so long. Uh, you know, I'm sorry for playing it so cool. <laughs> um, how are you? And it's been, you know, and you start a conversation just like you would in the offline world. Don't pitch. Don't send links. You haven't earned the right to send links you think your products or webinars have value and they do only under the right context when someone believes that you are of value they will then give you the indication that you're of value at which point you've earned the right to send them a link to your webinar leading with the link to the webinar doesn't work doesn't sell anyone and for those that want to protest about what i'm saying what happens when they do decide to sign up to your webinar if you spam them on the first message is they sign up because they were going to anyway because they actually were in the money kind of in in the they were in the game for it they're in the market for that kind of thing anyway you've sold no one you just happen to win a small it's a small lottery win so that's like saying a great example right now this is a weird parallel but it's identical um a great example right now is people who invest in bitcoin or, or put money into bitcoin and they make more money because the, the price goes up and suddenly they're an expert and they know all about trading. The truth is you can't miss because it's generally going up a lot, although it went down by $7,000 in the last 36 hours. But the point is that that's a great example of people who think they're massive experts, but they actually can't miss anyway. You're not selling anyone if you send out lots of messages and someone bites. That's confirmation bias. You think you've sold them, but actually they were going to buy them anyway. You just made yourself known. So don't be too excited if you've got a response when you spam someone with value, 
or your, your idea of value, you need to earn the right if you want to have a greater return for the messages, for the volume of messages you're sending out. Which leads neatly to Wendy Gilhula's um, question also on Facebook, um, which is, can you review the steps to earning the right along this line? So I'll, I'll explain what I mean by this in a sec and how important that is. I need to hear it until I memorize it, no shortcuts. Wendy, I need to shout out, who is in my accelerator, my LinkedIn client accelerator, which is designed to move beyond the fluff that most LinkedIn coaches teach of how to get engagement and hits on their profile and optimize themselves and brand themselves and do nothing else and focus actually on the stuff you really want, which is conversion and making money. She has last week closed 50 sales. She hit 50 sales through the DMs because of the work we're, we're working on. And just to show what is possible, this is through LinkedIn. Wendy is selling pottery, so cups that she has made. So if she can sell pottery, Steve, you can sell insurance. People out there can sell whatever it may want, they may want to sell. Uh, if you can sell pottery, you can sell anything on, on that platform. It really is important to uh, feel bullish about a place like LinkedIn. So what, what are the steps? And what, firstly, what does earn the right mean? Earn the right is rapidly becoming some kind of catchphrase uh, for me. What I mean by earn the right, and I, I hopefully I've made it clear already today, is you don't do anything with a prospect until you earn the right to do it. So if you don't do this, what you're doing is arrogantly assuming that they will want to, for instance, watch your webinar or be interested in buying from you. And the reason why you fail is because they've got no context in their head. They're not revering you yet as an expert because you're coming out of thin air. So if you approach someone completely cold, they don't know you at all, and you try and suggest that you can help them, barriers go up because they don't know who you are or what your agenda is. Again, we need to go first. It's nothing wrong with that particular pitch. It's your process that's wrong. You need to go first with some familiarity, relate to someone, have some commonality, build a basis of trust. Sorry, this is how it works. And I know I'm talking about because I've done this for many, many years. And then when you get to a sufficient point where certain things happen, and I'll go through the process in a second, then you have earned the right with them emotionally where you can ask or pitch or whatever it is or suggest you you working together but that can't happen until they want to hear it from you and emotionally they need to move to a state where they feel comfortable with you otherwise you're not going anywhere you're just irritating them more and more so it's critical so here are the kind of the steps to, to bear in mind number one if you want to take notes earning the right 101 number one get human first i've mentioned this already at the top of the stream if you haven't if you missed it because you joined late firstly where were you but secondly uh you can watch the watch that earlier uh, sorry the earlier bit later on get human first commonality relating and observation uh and stimulate conversation the focus is on connection nothing else okay um trust begins there um i, I would say trust begins at a place where it doesn't feel like you're gaming someone to them. If they feel like you're gaming them, and by the way, your ability to pull the wall over their eyes is never going to be as, as uh, good as their ability to, um, you know, to, to call you on probably 
your BS. You know, you're, you're not able to dupe people as well as they are able to realize you're trying to do it typically. Discuss them, focus on them, relate to them, focus on interesting things about them. And what happens is you move to a point where you get to discussion about them. Now we have an opportunity to, and this doesn't have many messages, it can be a few, you know, four to eight sometimes, but the point is that I want to move to a point where we start talking about them as we normally might do, so what do you do, tell me about yourself, and it gives us the opportunity to suggest or, or, or um, explain some things or just drop gentle advice, not, hey, well, you should buy this thing and give them a link to, to a webinar. It's far better to say to yourself, do you know what, I, if I just show that I might have, be able to help and just give some ideas, some ideas and suggestions in the moment. It does make them think either this guy is the same as me. I know just as much as he do. So you're up here or I knew that already. Like, like yeah, I already know this because they're an expert or wow. I never looked at it that before that way before. You're being really useful. So now they perceive you as an expert. Expert is subjectivity. This is subjective rather. It's only ever based on how someone perceives you. Okay, you're only an expert in the eyes of someone who isn't as much an expert as you. You're not an expert compared with someone who's more of an expert than you. So when they see you as more of an expert because you've been sharing some good ideas or suggestions or being generally helpful, you get one of two cues. And here is the point. Earning the right to pitch or to ask always stems from one of two cues. The cues are either one, they share a struggle. Thanks for sharing that, Richard. I just am really, I, I can't quite get this right, or I'm struggling with that, or I never seem to be get, able to get these kind of returns. Or they share a compliment. This is more common, um, and if you can get both together, you really win. But if you get a compliment, it might just be, oh, what a great idea, what a great way of putting it, or I love your content, it's really inspirational, it really, really helps, thank you so much. What those both do, those cues, is position you to be able to ask. The struggle cue is representing someone calling for help. A cry for help is always a case of someone saying, hey, here's the struggle I have, I'm sharing it. Only do people share struggles when they want them fixed or help or help with them. Or a compliment, which is someone saying, I'm looking up to you. In both scenarios, you have now earned the right to pitch. Prior to that, you haven't. And if you don't get one or both of those cues, you haven't earned the right to pitch, so don't, and you wait. And don't try and crowbar in, just wait. Sorry for those of you who just wanna smash, uh, smash out DMs all day long, but it is the better way of doing it. And I know people who've made a lot of money by not doing this approach and by spamming all day, um, but the thing is, there's so much fallout. They wind up their staff, because that and their staff leave because they have a horrible time. There are there's so much fallout from all of these people who aren't so bothered. They get profiles blocked all the time. And it's generally rather stressful. It's far more fulfilling and wholesome a way of living, in my opinion, to take your time over each one and get a better result. In what it means is my hit rate's outrageous because the people I engage with, I either get a wonderful relationship with and or we end up getting a deal or at least a very close shot at goal simply because I'm doing it properly like more of a human, which is ultimately focusing with empathy on the buyer journey more than mine. And if I lead with what they would emotionally want in that moment, I always do far better. So it's really important to understand that. 
Uh, Wendy, great question. That's what I would look for. Look out for those kind of cues um, and that earned right then will come. So hopefully those steps make sense to you. Um, shout out to Wendy, like I say, she's because she's done, by the way, because she's done 50 mugs, uh, sorry, 50 sales rather, um, I promised her when she hit 50 sales, which is done through the DMs, um, she's made thousands of dollars in the last couple of months through LinkedIn just by selling 50 sales of pottery. <laughs> so like, let that be inspiring to you all. And well done, Wendy, you should give a round of applause, I think. accelerator mug so we're doing that right, right now so I, I will post a picture of that when it gets at whatever outrageous fees it costs to ship a cup from from america to the uk um but but well done for that it's really awesome um at segueing neatly to mirav levine's question my question is when is earn the right in her words in her letters etr <laughs> merch available i i haven't got any merch yet but if put in the comments are you interested are you interested in earn the right hashtag? We could do the hashtag earn the right merchandise. If you do, if you want, um, how about this? If you want earn the right um, merchandise, I will, I will, I will do a deal with anyone who wants to buy earn the right mugs. So if you buy an earn the right mug from Wendy, she hasn't, she didn't know about this. This isn't a scheme or something. I will donate half of the amount you paid to uh, to a ch to the charity that she's supporting. So there's like, there's a thing called the Pika Bunny, P-I-K-A. I've never heard of it. The closest I've heard of, because I've got children is, gosh, we're going off piece today, uh, is is Pikachu. <laughs> How do we get here? And uh, she is, uh, her, the, the, the um, pottery she sells uh, is raising awareness and, and money for them. So if anyone buys a hashtag earn the right or LinkedIn client accelerator mug, if they commission that from Wendy, because I know people are like selling like hotcakes, then, then uh, Mirav, because um, you've asked about merchandise, I will, um, however much it costs you, I will uh, donate half of that amount uh, to her charity just in support. So I won't make any money. I will donate some money to that charity uh, no matter how much you, money you send anyway, um, uh, how many you buy. But yeah, earn the right merchandise. Maybe one day when I'm actually, if I ever become, you know, for whatever reason, I might, I don't think I want to, but if I ever became very well known uh, and had a big following, although 37,000 today is kind of cool, um, well then I could have a merch store. I, if I said put your put a, put a comment in the uh, in the feed if you'd buy merchandise of mine. I don't think I'm going to get many people saying yes, please. I don't think there's an appetite for it quite yet. But yeah, maybe in the future, Mirab. Good question. Um, Daniel Nunes has asked, do you have strategies for tracking your follow up, especially when you have clients at different levels of involvement? Uh, possibly you mean prospects at different levels of involvement. Yeah, because I have different propositions on my kind of ladder, if you like and different people at different stages. Um, I actually have a really solid spreadsheet that focuses on the entry parts to the process around organizing calls and engaging in first messages. Then I have a second segment in that flow, which is if we've organized, um, if we've got the call booked, how the call went, if it's dead, or if we've got a verbal yes, then if it's paid, and then an onboarding segment as well. Um, that works to me absolutely fine. I quite like it. I'm very low volume because I work with higher ticket propositions uh, like my accelerator and my coaching. 
but um, I'm also using Active Campaign. A big fan. I've worked with a lot of CRMs over the years. Um, in corporate, I've helped onboard the likes of Bullhorn, uh, Sailport back in the day, uh, and uh, uh, Salesforce as well a couple of times. So um, you know, a CRM is really valuable. It means that everyone can speak the same in the same way. And I think as things grow, I will probably be using Active Campaign. Certainly, the team would as well, because that allows you to say to kind of drag and drop each case, if you like. Um, to the next stage and be very clear visually plus allow other people to see um, how your pipeline's developing. I think it's really important to have. It's surprising. I think you've got it up here. It's easy to overlook or forget, um, you know, people who are who are keen and in process and maybe quite advanced. Uh, if you have enough of them, you can start losing track. So active campaign is a, is a big fan. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I really, really dig that. Um, just want to shout out to people watching right now. Jennifer Henderson, good to see you watching right now. Live from New York. Best wishes, uh, says Patty Freudenberg, to Wendy. Really cool of you to say. Um, Patricia has added, pay it forward. I happen to sell mugs as well. Prosper for purpose company, so I'll pass on the hashtag earn for right. So earn the right. Uh, E-T-R or earn the right is the, uh, is the hashtag. You're on, says Amy. She may be buying it. Hang on. I need to check what these comments are saying. Um, it's a catchy title, says Yanis. Can you imagine marriage if date? Hang on. I don't know what's being said here. <laughs> um, love the earning the right concept, says James. Absolutely. I think it's kind of cool. Amy Gutman has said, uh, every time I hear you, I know the name of your upcoming book, Sales is Dating to Marriage. You know, a few people have said, like, why don't you do dating coaching or something? Um, it's not my thing, <laughs> um, but I but it the the behaviour psychology and the cadence is the wrong word, but but like the approach is the same. You know, is it they kind of the earning the right approach, but it's just not my thing. I leave other people to do that kind of thing without without question. Carolina has said, I don't like I don't like uh, I don't anyone who likes I don't know anyone. I think you mean who likes to be pitched in the first DM. I've deleted hundreds of messages that don't take the time to get note to know me or peek at my profile. And that's actually a really good point. It's they've got a public profile. Like, what are you doing? Like when you've been given the when I started selling 18 years ago, you weren't given public profiles of people. You had to work it out and presume that a CEO was a certain kind of person. So to be given the gift of a free profile that describes this person and their history and interests, it's kind of ridiculous to not spend 11 seconds just glancing through it before sending a message. It's a really good point, Carrier. And nothing says you're just another number more than no indication of interest or curiosity in something about you that is commonly known. Great examples being the DMs I get where people are saying, you know, I see that you're a fan of this. I think you have a podcast. And it's like, if you'd looked at the content or if you'd looked at all, you would have known what I do. And, um, it's just hilarious because people completely throw themselves under the bus by not doing the research. But it's easier to not bother. And like I say, if you get the occasional deal, then you presume you're selling. You're not selling anyone, but you presume you are. So you keep using that silly uh, behavior, I suppose. Very interesting, uh, that one. And uh, Sharon Falk has added, I love Wendy's pottery. It's kind of cool. I'm really impressive. I'm really impressed. But I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed with it uh, and the and the kind of the movement of thing. The Pika Bunny. Fun underscore way on Instagram has asked how prospect in the DMs if T 
to see if a prospect is good fit or not. Good question, which is perfect to tie in with Yinka Iwolas. Uh, and she's said the best pre-qualification questions to keep it elegant, but ensure you're not wasting your time. So what are the best pre-qualifications she's asking? There are loads, depending on how warm or cold um, your, your prospect is. So if they're warm, one of the most powerful questions when they're kind of leaning in a bit more, if, and by warm, what I mean is someone who's kind of warmed up to the idea of working with you, they're familiar with you. The best examples being the ones who check out your content and spend time engaged with you. They're part of your audience, if you like. They are always worth, uh, it's always worth asking of them, why do you think I can help? You know, what makes you feel that I'm a good fit for you? And it means that they're going to say, they're going to firstly have to think, why is Richard a good fit for me? Why could that person help me out? And when they're writing a comment or saying a voice memo, or even if you do it on a call when they're telling you, they have to have said in their head, why you're great. It's very persuasive. And I put this in a bit of content recently. The most persuasive voice out there is your own, always your own. And so when they hear themselves saying or feel themselves writing a reason why you're so great, they're actually persuading yourself that you're very, very useful. So it's a really good idea to do that. Also, it's good to ask or to try and find out how much you also want to find out how much budget people have got if they've got the likely to have any money to spend. And people don't want to ask, you know, how much money have you got? Because it's a little awkward and, you you know, You've got, you've got to have a certain point in relationship established before you can ask these kind of questions. But what you can do is find out, you can kind of reverse engineer it. And you can, I would ask things like, so what propositions do you have at the moment? And they'll say, oh, wait, how, we sell products X, Y, and Z. Oh, right, okay, what, what kind of price points are they then? Well, they're $100, $1,000, and $10,000. Okay, and how many clients you've got out, have you got out of interest? I've got six clients in the middling package and no others. Great. So now I know that they've got six thousand dollars of recurring revenue and I can have a sense of how much money that person's got. And I've done these questions in the past. And, and it's really interesting that you have what may look like a really great prospect. And then you realize they've got no clients. They have no money. And so it's a really good way of establishing whether getting on to, in my case, an onboarding call to take it further is worthwhile or not. So it's really important that other questions are. Um, a really important one I ask a lot is how is X related to the problem? Um, how is X going or performing for you? So for me, I help coaches and consultants get clients through LinkedIn. And the LinkedIn Client Accelerator now is over four, is 40 members in it now. And these people have all joined because they're trying to close deals and, and get on board customers through the platform. So when I ask a prospect, so how's LinkedIn performing for you right now? It's very simple for me to see um, where if there's a problem there. Because if they respond with, it's awesome, I can't move for deals, I'm wading through contracts, Richard, I know they're doing fine. Whereas if they're like, yeah, it's not so great, actually, I'm not really getting anything in return, which is usually the problem is that people are trying their best but getting no conversion, and that's obviously what I help specifically with. And so it naturally leads to, if they're saying, well, it's not performing, then I can say, so what have you tried? And now look at how I position myself now as the doctor in my my parlance, but or, or the or the consultant. And I mean, what have you tried out of interest? Well, I've tried this or I've tried that. Okay, how's that performed? Just not working. And now what's happening is I've got someone to open up. 
like lean on me as the expert. I'm consulting with them. So this conditions them to the fact that I'm the authority here and there. They're asking for help. And now they're sharing this struggle. There's your earned right to now ask. So it's been that these are really good questions that have helped quite a bit. Um, another one to go a little bit deeper is when, when they share what the problem is, you, you can, like I say, you can just remember this one. Ask, what have you tried so far? Because they might be digging in the wrong place and you can show them that. And that's really powerful to demonstrate that you know what you're talking about. Because they might be like, I've just tried everything, Richard. I'm sending messages. I had this, I had this one recently, actually, where someone's like, I'm sending like 50 messages a day. I don't know why I'm not getting deals. It's like, you're sending 50 minutes messages a day. Let's see the messages. What are you sending them? I'm sending them a link to my webinar. Yeah, there's your problem. No one wants your webinar. No one wants you to tell them to sign up for some scheme when they don't know who you are. It doesn't work like that. If someone came up to you in the street and said, hey, come to this thing, you'd get triggered. That's what happens to everyone. Humans don't like being told what to do. And that's when people say, I don't like being sold to. That's exactly the same thing happening. No one wants to be told what to do. They want to feel like it's their decision. So take the slightly longer route, get them into conversation a bit more. And the nice thing, what I love is that it works when you take this route. And I love even more that most people don't do it. Sounds bad, but I love that because it makes you so unique and therefore so refreshing and so therefore someone worth spending time with. Just the fact that you bothered to do this is all you need to do. And it's so great that people, people spamming all day long make my job easier because people are like, oh my goodness, I just feel I can trust you. And it's like, just being normal. But the point is that by, with the context of most people spamming all day long, you just look like this absolutely wonderful, wholesome person, which we are, of course, but just by virtue of the fact you're not being an idiot and spamming them all day long. So think about it, before you send out your VAs every morning to spam all day long with templates, with your clever little system of, of DM messages, think to yourself, like, Am I just working the volume game that gets me some kind of yield or actually am I doing something meaningful? Because ultimately, like I say, it will catch up with you. It really does make a big difference. Uh, lol, 50 days, sending 50 days a message with a link says Sharon. Absolutely. You just don't want to be doing it. It's not worth it. And you've agreed as well. Um, most people don't take the time. Long-term relationships come from taking this approach. Absolutely do. It really makes a big, big difference. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Listen carefully. We're ending the show, but you have two crucial instructions, actually three. Firstly, let's get on to uh, the, the beauty of this platform. If any of you are going to try live, try it with me. Because of Restream and me partnering, I can give you all $10 of credit on that platform. You don't have to pay to join. You just are given $10 for free when you get a free um, uh, profile with Restream. So if you want to try live, okay, on any of the platforms, so Twitch or LinkedIn or Facebook, if you want to try live, go to, I'm flashing on the um, Facebook and LinkedIn streams right now, go to Restream, one word, Restream.io, slash join, slash Richard Moore. Go now because it may change in the future. By, you don't even need to add in a coupon code. Just join, put your details in. You are automatically given $10 of credit, which you can use anytime you like. So restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore, M-O-O-R-E, just like my name, <laughs> all one word. 
And when you go in, literally by writing that into your browser or on your mobile, it will automatically assign you $10. Just sign up with a free account. I don't know how long this will last for, but the, as long as we work together, you got it. So if you want to try live streaming with all the bells and whistles, you get $10 of credit to access that completely free. You do not have to pay any money at all. You're just giving it. So madness to not. Uh, and those of you who are using fear as an excuse for live streaming, it's not a good excuse, is it? So maybe your New Year's resolution to be to be bold could be doing a live stream. So try that out. Restream.io slash join slash which is more $10 free credit on me. Uh, also, I want to invite you into the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. Search for those three words, Entrepreneur Business Group. When you're in, uh, you have to answer three questions to show you're not being naughty and spamming our group. Uh, it's four and a half thousand people there. It's the six year anniversary of that group in August this year. So some time to go. Yeah. Um, and this week there'll be another giveaway. I'm doing it all the time. But this week's giveaway uh, is Alan Langer's book. Uh, I was on his podcast cast recently. I will be announcing that later this week. And the winner will be announced on this show next week. Episode two, three, four. Uh, so that'd be kind of cool. Um, and finally, arguably most important this week is the LinkedIn Influencer Summit 2021. The Influencer Summit for last year had over a thousand attendees, uh, amazing speakers. It is a selection. I think it's six or eight influencers that have been handpicked by the amazing Joe Applebaum and SD Rand. They're, they're curate, curating and hosting the show. It's on Wednesday, so Wednesday 13th this week. I can't remember when it kicks off <laughs> in the afternoon in the UK. Um, but but if you go to influencersummit2021.com, you can register for free and learn how everyone's doing their superstar business on LinkedIn from some really amazing speakers. Like I say, Frank Menkert and Judy Fox alone are like two superstars. I really love these guys. And those two alone are a reason to register for the event. Um, I will be speaking as well. I'll be sharing some hacks that work for me um, uh, through LinkedIn. I've launched my entire LinkedIn client accelerator. Over 40 people have signed up for it in the last few months. So it's really working well. And uh, if you want to see more detail on how that's how effective that's been on my LinkedIn profile, you can check out uh, the testimonials on there on featured links. If you go to LinkedIn.com slash in slash Richard James Moore, please connect with me. It'd be awesome to connect with you all. Any more questions, fire away into the comments and I'll check you all later. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Instagram, I will catch you all later. Thank you as well on LinkedIn and Facebook. Your superstars have the best week and I'll see you all very soon.